the Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Welcome to this special Italian wine podcast broadcast. This episode is a recording off Clubhouse, the popular drop-in audio chat. This Clubhouse session was taken from the Wine Business Club and Italian Wine Club. Listen in as wine lovers and experts alike engage in some great conversation on a range of topics in wine. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. And remember to subscribe and rate our show wherever you tune in. Yes, welcome everyone in this episode of Clubhouse Ambassadors Corner. And so today we have Valentina. So she's back and welcome Valentina. Today she will be introducing Gianmarco Viano of Azienda Agricola Montemalato. So before we begin, I would like to tell the audience about Valentina. So Valentina Severinova. Hi Valentina, how are you? Hi Laika, I'm okay, thank you. Thanks so, for this session. Of course. So we were actually classmates back in our via in Verona. How was it for you? I think uh, that Via is the most uh, detailed course about uh, Italian wine. And the uh, first time I did it, it was 2021. I did not uh, study too much. Actually, uh, I was not prepared for this course, but I was happy to be back in Italy because it was uh, the country I adore very much. <laughs> That's why I uh, was with you like uh, classmates. Uh, and yeah. uh, after I did my first attempt, I uh, did uh, the second time and uh, in uh, 2022 and uh, passed and happy to be part of uh, the community because I think it's an uh, excellent community to be like bridge between uh, ambassadors uh, and uh, producers and uh, very useful connection if you work as a wine educator or wine buyer and you need to find new producers from not very famous wine regions especially. Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. Actually, I also wanted to say that Cynthia is here. So she is our project manager for VIA. And I wanted to tell the audience that we are actually having VIA in New York on March 4 to 6. So yeah, so it's open. And so if anyone wants to join and subscribe for the course, it's at finitaly.com. That's just a plug-in. But anyway, let me continue to introduce you. Three years ago, you decided to dive into wine and you started your own tasting club. So that's really amazing. And then you're now teaching Italian wine at sommelier schools and work as a buyer for distributors and helps with the portfolio. So now now, Valentina is a wine journalist and a blogger promoting Italian wines in the Russian market. So tell us, why did you select Gianmarco Viano today as your favorite producer? Okay, why I choose? Because, you know, when the wine is such a substance that there is always uh, something new to discover. And if you work with wine for a long time, as a sommelier, buyer, whatever, you have to taste a lot of wines as a part of your job and uh, your palate develops and uh, changes. Uh, very often it changes towards subtle or very elegant and gastronomic wines. Uh, for me, it's like that. And uh, any wine lover is fascinated by Nebbiolo and uh, its ability to translate the terror. And we would like to see as a consumer's uh, different expression of this variety. And for me, the wine from Gianmarco Viano is one of the most stunning fine Nebbiola I've ever tasted. That's one thing, because it's a different Piemont. And moreover, we are used to the fact that Barola and Barbaresco producers are usually like grand 
great-grandfathers, and viticulture is handled down from generation to generation. And however, Gian Marco Viana is a very young producer, even younger than me, with a young winery representing the heroic viticulture region of uh, Karema. And together with other young people, they call themselves Giovanni Vignaioli Canavizani. He is uh, dedicating his life to the development of a unique wine region and to the restoration of this uh, appellation with the abandoned terraces that were almost uh, forgotten. And that's very exciting, I think. Okay, so I'm actually excited. Will you talk about the wine you tasted? Is it a Nebbiolo wine you first tasted with Gianmarco? How did you discover the wines of Azienda Agricola Monte Maletto? I tasted in Moscow, and here we are not discussing politics, but as for commercial things, you know that the Russian wine market is quite developed in wine and also growing a bit in Italian wine sympathy even now. And uh, currently, Carema has seven producers and uh, one cooperative. And the only wine from Carema that I tasted a few years ago was a cooperative wine. But it was very memorable wine of good quality, not like other styles of uh, Nebbiola. And uh, also in our market, we have a growing number of wine distributors. And among them, there are not only large ones, but also small ones uh, who are looking for diamonds among the famous and not so famous regions like Karema. That's how I discovered new wine from Carema in our market. And it was Azienda Agricola Monte Maletta, Carema Sole e Rocha, produced by Gianmarco Viano. This wine was imported by a small distributor called Alavolea. And last spring, I was invited to the event called Revine organized by Gianmarco Viano and other young producers from the association Giovanni Vignaioli Canavizani. And I was fortunate to taste all the wines of 24 young wineries producing uh, Carema, Canavese and uh, Erbaluccia. That's incredible. Actually, we also have a podcast segment called Next Generation. So I would like to get in touch with you, Gianmarco, for, you know, to feature also the young producers from Carema, Canavese, and Erba Lucha. Um, so before we dive into the discussion, since it's a geeky discussion, so tell us what are the learning objectives that we should be expecting from this interview? Coming back to America, when Italy International Academy, the ultimate Italian wine qualification will be held in New York City from 4 to 6 March 2024. Have you got what it takes to become the next Italian wine ambassador? Find out at Vinitaly.com. We'll discuss how small young producers can be influences and attract a young audience to the wine. Uh, we'll also talk about the difference in terra between the wines of Carema and Alto Piemonte. In spite of the fact uh, that Carema belongs to Canavese formally no, and not Alto Piemonte, we discuss the difference also between Nebbiola Carema and Nebbiola Canavese and uh, touch on the styles of uh, white wines uh, from Herbalucha. Okay, perfect. So now I'm going to mute myself and I hope Stevie will arrive. So now the floor is yours, Valentina. First of all, I'd like to say thank you to Gianmarco Iriano to participate in this interview and uh, would like to introduce uh, Gianmarco Viano to the audience. Gianmarco Viano, born in 1986 in Aosta and raised in Evrea, is among the first Carema producers, part of this new generation of Canavese winemakers. Previously, sommelier in start and not start restaurants in Italy, in 2014, he began his new adventure as a winemaker, becoming one of the protagonists of this hidden era that is extremely suited to wine production. Ciao Gianmarco, how are you today? Thank you for the introduction and uh, I will try to do my best with English. Thanks for the opportunity to have a conversation with you and uh, with your uh, collaborators. Cool. Before we start the discussion, uh, I'm curious about one thing. 
we know that you have always worked in the wine industry, but how did you come up with the idea of your own wine? Who inspired you? Um, yes, before uh, being a winemaker, as, I sa- as you said, uh, I used to be a sommelier, especially in the restaurants, around seven years. And uh, at a certain point of, uh, of my life, I decided to, to split a little bit because I was tired of uh, the, the timing and the, um, the, the hours of work uh, on the, on the um, restaurant industry, especially the Michelin star industry. Uh, and so uh, I tried to, to split even if uh, staying in the wine um, world, that is my first passion. And uh, so I try to work in a winery as a sommelier in a tasting room of a winery that uh, is located in Barolo, uh, which is called uh, Baira. And um, in that experience, uh, working uh, in the winery, uh, looking uh, around, uh, I was very fascinated about the the work in the vineyards, uh, the work in the winery. And so I decided to try to manage a little vineyard close to my, to my, to my town, to my native town, which is uh, Ivrea, which is 20 kilometers uh, far from uh, Carema. And I start uh, this adventure without a uh, great uh, um, school basis. Uh, but uh, just uh, learning, uh, asking a lot of producers some uh, tricks uh, and uh, learning uh, by myself uh, through some uh, some books uh, or uh, some experience of old people that are working here in the vineyards for a lot of time. The idea I was trying to managing uh, a vineyard. I I start to decide uh, and um, I, I decide to. Uh, to do this this work because I I I, I discovered that was uh, my my very uh, big passion. It really sounds very cool and exciting. Also, gives um, provides some hope uh, to others uh, to produce uh, wine as a sommeliers uh, to produce wine. Yeah. And why did you choose Carema Canavese and not other neighboring vineyards? Was it the call of your motherland or other reasons? Well, yes. Uh, first of all, of course, uh, the Carema, as I said before, is very close to my hometown. I saw it was natural to choose uh, something around uh, my, my city. You know? Then another interesting reason for sure is the cost of the vineyard here. You need to consider that here, uh, 10 years ago, uh, a lot of people decided to abandon the vineyard and there was not generational exchange. And so the cost of the vineyard was nothing in some way. So the work was to know some people that uh, maybe old people that uh, was not more able to manage the vineyard. And then... uh, uh, just ask, can I please uh, manage your vineyard? And they say, okay, just let me a couple of bottles at the end of the year, and it's fine. So that was the uh, at the time uh, the, the the situation. I saw even uh, a, a people like like me that uh, I'm not coming from a, a winery family, and I, I'm not coming from a, a, a rich or um, a family that can spend money for to, to buy vineyard. What uh, was very easy to to start and to uh, begin this uh, this adventure. So this, there is a reason uh, of um, native uh, native area, but also a reason of in terms of economic cost that, that allow me to to start here the, this business. Great. And now a little bit study questions. Uh, we know that Nebbiola is uh, the great terror translator. And speaking about the terror, what are the d- distinctive features of a wine from Nebbiola Carema and Nebbiola Canavese? Uh, how do the wines differ from other Alto Piemonte? And how can Carema and Nebbiola Canavese be recognized in a blind tasting? Well, uh, we are uh, in the very northern uh, part of Piedmont, 
close to the Osta Valley line board, so at the bottom of the big uh, Alps, uh, very close to Monte Bianco and Monte Rosa and so on. So there is a, a very um, particular uh, microclimate in this area. Of course, uh, when we think about Nebbiolo, we think about uh, Lange, which is a completely different uh, uh, climate, and uh, especially the soil is very different. So uh, here, uh, due to this, this big uh, glacier that was here uh, nine million years ago, uh, um, with uh, a, a series of um, frost and defrost, uh, created this valley, and uh, brings uh, brought, brings uh, a lot of uh, stones uh, from the big Alps uh, and a lot of sand. So we ha we are we have uh, um, a very sandy soil uh, in some terraces, uh, more than seventy percent, that gives uh, to the wines. Uh, I would say a very elegant and 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 thin uh, character. So you don't need to imagine the tennis of Avarolo or Barbaresco that are, of course, very uh, important. But here you have, you have more acidity, uh, a tennis texture, uh, much more delicate in some way. And so this is the, the big uh, characteristic, I would say, uh, from uh, the Lang area to here. Also, the pH of the soil are uh, much uh, much lower and the acidity uh, higher. Uh, so, fresher wines uh, normally we have uh, one degree less of alcohol and one point more uh, of acidity. And it, uh, this is uh, is uh, our uh, main characteristics. As you said, Alto Piemonte is uh, this uh, wide region that uh, begin here in Carema and finish uh, close to Boca, Gemme, Gatinara. And it's like, uh, in some way, Bourbon, you know, because uh, every village, so every little uh, town like Boca, uh, Lesona, Carema, and so on, has uh, its proper characteristics. Uh, and uh, here, in this area, uh, the morenic soil, the, gl the glacier original soil, um, gives uh, a lot of, uh, um, I would say, mineral uh, touch to the wine. Uh, there is a lot of iron in our uh, in our sand, in our soil, and so um, you can recognize uh, Carema uh, with this uh, very mineral uh, touch. Uh, very, we have a rose. We have. Uh, uh, Red fruit uh, is always uh, a very delicate wine, and uh, you don't need uh, to look uh, to the power when we when we when you taste a uh, Carema or a Canavese Nebbiolo. Uh, Carema is in the Canavese area because the region is called the Canavese, but it's like a little village of uh, 22 hectares in total. Uh, while the Canavese is much, much more large and is around uh, 40 uh, villages uh, in total. Okay, and uh, one more like geeky question about uh, pergola. Almost all Caramarinas are under pergola training system and uh, like uh, planted uh, on terraces at uh, high altitude and can be uh, cultivated mechanically and we know that uh, viticulture here is a very labor intensive and uh, like time consuming process but as far as i know there is also research that pergola helps uh, to reduce not only the impact of extreme climatic conditions like global warming but uh, many producers in Italy are going back to pergola because it requires also less labor. There is no canopy management, no shoot thinning and uh, positioning, no leaf removal like with vertical shoot position. Does it, does it really make uh, sense? And does pergola help you working in the vineyard? And do you think that now more and more wine producers are going back to old and traditional winemaking practices? 
Yeah, these are very interesting questions because uh, what uh, the characteristics that uh, um, I was talking before uh, are, are um, uh, made also by this uh, particular uh, training system that we have, uh, especially in North Italy. Uh, also, for example, there is Pargola Veronese in, uh, in Veneto and uh, in other areas of uh, uh, Alpine. Uh, Alpine viticulture, I would say, uh, because uh, yes, the the, um, the the climate changing, of course, uh, is uh, challenging, and uh, the pergola, uh, I think, that helps uh, to live uh, um, is, is like a protection uh, from the sun because the clusters are uh, uh, below the the leaves uh, every every time. Uh, and so, uh, normally, uh, this freshness is, is also preserved by uh, this protection by the sun that uh, preserves the uh, aromas, the fluidness, um, and also uh, helps uh, to preserve the acidity. So, uh, it's definitely an old uh, tradition, an old uh, viticulture system, but uh, that is very modern. Very modern. Uh, today, this morning, uh, I, uh, I had here uh, um, a Chianti producer that uh, came here and uh, he, he said to me, I have to try for sure Pergola even in Chianti because uh, I want to understand uh, if uh, it's something that can help me. Uh, you know, in uh, a lot of areas in this moment, uh, to have a uh, wine. Uh, Less than fourteen and a half of alcohol is very difficult uh, due to the climate changing, uh, uh, the dryness of the soils, and so on. Can be can be something to try to discover. Of course, every soil, every uh, area are different characteristics, and maybe uh, not everywhere uh, the pergola can be okay. Also, because uh, even uh, each uh, uh, varieties that can be better or, or not. But um, you said about uh, the time uh, consuming process, uh, labor intensive and so on. Uh, well, yes, in some way, uh, for sure, during the green uh, moment, so July, June, the pergola gives less uh, work because we don't have uh, this work of uh, shooting, uh, canopy. But, uh, for sure, uh, we need to remove uh, the leaves, uh, absolutely. We need to do green harvest. Uh, we need to do a lot of things because uh, uh, below the pergola, we need to have always uh, a good variation, some uh, sun that entry anyway, to don't uh, create too much humidity because otherwise uh, then uh, uh, we start a lot of uh, diseases uh, like uh, wild mulder and so on. So there is that work uh, maybe during the, from May, July, less than uh, Aguillon, for example. Yeah. The vineyards in Carema is like a, a spectacular view with pergola and very memorable and uh, recognizable, I think. And so you are working with the two varieties, uh, Nebbiola and uh, Erbaluccia. And what is your favorite uh, grape to work in the vineyard? And is it your favorite one to work in the cellar as well? Uh, it's a difficult question uh, because it's, ask, it's like asking, uh, what's your favorite song? The, <laughs> the first one, the second one, the third one are all... Uh, in my heart, in some way, you know. For sure, Derbaluce, the DNA of Derbaluce helps a lot uh, the vigory. So the, he makes a lot of this, uh, a lot of green. Uh, so uh, maybe compared with Nebbiolo, gives more work. More work to maintain the pergola in a healthy and uh, good uh, condition. While the Nebbiolo, there, there is more uh, equilibrium, no? Equilibrium uh, of, uh, of vigory and so on. Also in the cellar uh, are both interesting because uh, with Darbaluce, 
uh, I make just uh, uh, classic Arbaluche, so no sparking, no sweet wine, but uh, do it to the high acidity and the pH, which is low, and so on. You can do everything you want. You can do very good uh, Metico Classico, uh, very good Passito, and also good uh, steel wines, also to age. I personally making us also uh, orange wine. You can make uh, and you can enjoy really it work uh, in the vineyard with Arbaluce. With the, the Nebbiolo, of course, uh, for us is uh, is something special uh, uh, because uh, we are very lucky to to be here, to born here, grow here in a little corner of Piedmont where, where there is the Nebbiolo, which is actually, I think, uh, uh, one of the I don't know, two, four, five uh, most uh, important grapes of the world. And so it's always uh, interesting to work in the vineyard with uh, the Nebbiolo, also in the, in the cellar, experimenting, for example, uh, all clusters or uh, not stemming uh, the grapes, uh, just uh, stencil tank uh, aging, but also you can do very long aging in wood, uh, so um, you can do plenty of, of things uh, with these two these two grapes. And you talked already about Herbaluce that this variety you know provides all all styles of wine uh, from uh, excellent sparkling to pasito. Yes. And uh, you mentioned your experiment with macerated herbaluche. And do you see potential for the variety in this particular style? Uh, it's a very good question, very difficult, because orange wine uh, is something uh, very ancient as origin. But even here in Canavese, but just uh, 50, 60 years ago, the white wine was made uh, with uh, skin contact, no? Because uh, it was not uh, a selection, selected yeast. So uh, the, the yeast provided uh, from the, the skins uh, it were, um, were very important to bring in the wines. At a certain point, uh, it's been a kind of boom of uh, orange wines correlated with natural wines, uh, with a few years of uh, good uh, orange wine and not so good uh, wines in this particular style due to the volatile acidity and uh, other uh, things that are, are, in my opinion, uh, not uh, attractive. Now there is a, a point that I think uh, it's very difficult to find a bad uh, orange wine thanks to the experience, thanks to the in Italy, especially to, thanks to the Friuli experience, so uh, many great producers that uh, in some way explain to everybody uh, what was the right uh, uh, way to produce orange wine. Uh, it's a wine that's dividing the customers, uh, so there are the very uh, questioned by uh, orange wine and the people that uh, really doesn't like uh, orange wine. So there is a little corner of uh, the market uh, that uh, loves this kind of uh, wines and others that uh, really are more in the classic white wines. So my opinion is that would be uh, interesting to uh, follow uh, the production of this style of wine, but uh, without uh, uh, producing uh, many, many bottles. So I think it, would, it will be... Uh, a little uh, discovering of your portfolio wise, this is my opinion. Okay, and what about your title wine? Your title wine is called Montemaletto Carema Sole Rocha, and it has an interesting label as well as uh, your avatar in, on WhatsApp depicting a famous Italian figure. Can you tell us more about it? Um, basically, uh, that is a portrait made by a Torino artist called Tabusso, and there is a portrait of Mario Soldati. Uh, Mario Soldati has been uh, here in Italy with uh, Veronelli, one of the very first uh, journalists that uh, were talking about uh, wine, talking about the gastronomic world in some way. And uh, he was uh, 
very in love with Karema. And so I decided to put this little portrait uh, in the label. And then uh, uh, the portrait reminds also my my father. Uh, my father uh, died, uh, died, died in uh, the 2015, that has been my first uh, harvest. And so this, there was this uh, kind of a combination of things that inspired to me to, to put this portrait in the label. Great. And Gianmarco, tell us three reasons why wine connoisseurs uh, who normally drink Barola Barbaresca should try uh, Carema wines. I told you at the beginning of the interview, if you're looking to Anebbiolo, a little fresher with less uh, alcohol, uh, that maybe it's even easier to finish the bottle. You know, sometimes, uh, depending by the style, now the style uh, uh, also in Barolo and Barbaresco, the trend is to give a little more lightness to the wine because uh, sometimes uh, it's difficult uh, for us to finish a bottle because the tannins, the powerness, the juiciness. So why right here uh, the wines are a little more uh, fresher uh, and, and so even easier to, to drink. That uh, doesn't mean that are less complex. But uh, having a uh, different uh, kind of complexity, uh, different characteristics. Um, and so, so this also, also is interesting to discover uh, the Nebbiolo that is coming from uh, other areas. No? Uh, we have also in Lombardy the Valtellina. Even over there, there are many new young producers that are uh, starting to do great stuff. Lessona, Boca and other uh, producers from Canavese that are producing Canavese Nebbiolo uh, that for me is fantastic. has different characteristics of, uh, from Carema, uh, so less mineral, maybe a little more in the fruitiness uh, style, but are very good, uh, good products. So I will suggest uh, to everybody to taste, uh, to taste uh, the wines from Alto Piemonte to have uh, another view And uh, you are now a president of association Giovanni Vignaioli Canavisani. Who are they? And uh, you have also a very cool event. I was happy to participate and it's event dedicated to Giovanni Vignaioli Canavisani. Do you plan to continue with this presentation? Yeah, Giovanni Vignaioli Canavisani is uh, an association uh, board in the 2020. Why? Why? Because, uh, as I said before, many, many young producers start to, to try, no? to experiment, uh, to, to start uh, some adventure to the wine uh, business uh, because the opportunity to start. Uh, but uh, many of us uh, didn't have the uh, basis no? of uh, analogies, uh, agriculture, Sometimes it's difficult to buy the press, the press uh, graves uh, or uh, some tanks. Uh, so uh, with this group, sometimes uh, we uh, give uh, us uh, each other no, uh, some machinery that we need uh, in the vineyard or in the cellar. Uh, we uh, we share information, we share uh, something that we discovered, uh, some experiment. We try a lot uh, of wines uh, together from uh, other areas, but also we do blind tasting uh, with, uh, with, um, of, of uh, our wines to see at what point uh, we are and to do some uh, competition, uh, but a healthy competition, good competition uh, between us to, to grow, no? to grow. And um, in this area, uh, it's never been a, um, a fair, a fair of, uh, of wine from this area. And so uh, we decided to create this event, uh, which is called the Rewine. Uh, that is uh, it's the most important event of, from, of uh, cannabis and Karema wines. Normally we do this in, uh, in May, that is a good uh, moment for us, uh, where uh, we uh, do the opportunity to, to everybody to try more or less all uh, the, the wines from Canavese and, uh, and Carema. And so we are very happy, we're, 
every every year we have uh, a lot of uh, incredible people that are coming from, uh, from us uh, to us and so uh, we definitely want to continue uh, this year uh, will be 11 and 12 uh, May and also in this case we we want to improve and we want to to do always uh, our best uh, and and that's it. And I saw that uh, our Italian wine Bible uh, professor Attilio Scienza also attended uh, your event uh, last, uh, last last year. We have Mbatar Massa, Attilio Scienza, Armando Castagno, Rinaldi, uh, last year we have uh, Mattia Gravner. So people that really are an opportunity for us to grow uh, and to, to learn a lot. Uh, we are very proud and very happy to, to have this uh, personality here in Canavese. It's really great. Gianmarco, you are young and uh, your friends are also young producers. How would you describe the target audience for your wines and what uh, should be done to promote wines to a young audience? Uh, does being a young winemaker help you to sell your wine somehow? Well, um, first of all, uh, uh, all of us, uh, uh, I would say, are uh, more than young. That uh, for me, yes, it is a, is a important, but not so important, no, because. Uh, uh, you know, there are people uh, that maybe are uh, 60, 70 that uh, are younger than uh, 20s, no? Because it's the, it's the brain, it's the, men- it's the mentality that uh, have to be young. Our characteristic, I would say, is uh, more than young, the artisanal. We are all people that uh, are uh, follow uh, the vineyard from the beginning, from the little plant that we're planting to the harvest. And then uh, from the harvest to the to the bottle, and then we, we need to, to think about the labels <laughs> and and also the commercial stuff, uh, trying to to have also a good uh, healthy economic situation. And so this I think is uh, the characteristic that every artisans have, you know, in uh, in every business. Uh, and this is uh, what uh, we are. No, we don't. Uh, uh, we, we we can buy some grapes. Well, we cannot buy more than sixty percent of grapes that we we make. We don't buy uh, wines that are already uh, made. Uh, we want really to follow all these all the little steps uh, that uh, are are, um, are starting from uh, the little plant to the bottle and so on. So this uh, this is important. Of course, uh, be young is always uh, interesting for uh, importers and so, on, and so on because you can uh, give uh, a fresher, uh, some fresher ideas, some new interesting points of view. But uh, the most important thing is the personal personality that every one of us has. And how do you see Carema Canavese wine area in the future? For me, it's great. Uh, and uh, for me, for our importers, you need to consider here uh, uh, the quantity are not a lot. So we don't uh, producing uh, many, many bottles. But all the bottles that we producing are normally sold uh, before uh, bottle of the wines. No? Uh, so this is a good point to, to start, no? because... Uh, I think another another important thing, as we we told before, is the climate changing that uh, at the moment uh, helping a lot uh, us. Uh, so we really need need to go higher in uh, terms of elevation uh, in the vineyard because even here will be the problem of the climate changing. Uh, we have a big problem here that is the water uh, that uh, we need to challenge uh, in the future but i think uh, that uh, the area is developing a lot in terms of quality of wines uh, in terms of production uh, in terms of people that are starting this business with uh, passion and bringing uh, some new ideas and i think uh, that the market uh, the, the importers and so on 
will follow us uh, will follow us in this uh, in this uh, journey no and Gianmarco, do you plan to expand uh, your vineyards uh, in the future? Because you know, in Carema, great territory, unique, and uh, every every producer is very small, tiny, and um, only twenty two hectares, as you mentioned. And um, what about uh, your perspectives? What do you think? Well, yes, a little bit. I have uh, one uh, one uh, one hectare and a half at the moment, uh, and I'm producing around seven thousand bottles. I think uh, I will uh, go up to twelve to fifteen thousand bottles, but uh, no more. Uh, for me, it's, it's important to preserve. Uh, as as we said before, uh, this artisanal uh, this artisan, artisanal reality, and I think that uh, being artisan uh, means also uh, do step by step and uh, have a um, surface that um, allow you to to manage everything from the beginning to the to the finish, and so. This is my goal. I don't want to be, uh, you know, I don't want to have 10 hectares uh, and producing uh, 100,000 uh, bottles. I really don't care about it. Even because uh, before the work, after the work, there is uh, a life uh, and uh, I want to preserve also my little uh, trekking uh, of climbing the mountain. I want to go to the stadium to see it. <laughs> my 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 football team <laughs> and so um, this is my my reality no uh, this is my my goal in some way yeah just ask this question because uh your wine in russia is almost finished and i think that you give <laughs> a allocation to distributors so we need more allocation oh, but I, I will increase uh, for example karema now is 2000 bottles and i hope Go up to four or five thousand bottles in uh, in few years. Two thousand twenty three that has been just uh, harvested the, the past year. Uh, it will be already around the three thousand bottles. So slowly, slowly, I will increase. But uh, as I said before, um, I don't want to be a big producer. Echo in in terms of quantity for sure. Yeah, Gianmarco, that's all from my side. Uh, what uh, quest all questions from my side? I think we have a good uh, interview about uh, different uh, Piemont uh, style. And thank you for joining us. And I give floor to Stevie. She usually has also questions. She produces. Hey, thank you very much. I'm sorry You're to uh, come on board. Ciao, Gianmarco. So late because we had some technical issues at the office today. I guess I do see the notes from backstage. But so, Gianmarco, I'm sure you have discussed most of these topics. But can you just give me a brief like review? You said you make 7,000 bottles. You produce 7,000 bottles? Yes. In total? Uh, at the moment, yes. And how many labels? Uh, our four labels, there is uh, two white. One is the Becchiton uh, Long, that is Darbaluce made uh, in wood. And uh, the other one is the Genesis, that is uh, an orange uh, wine made again uh, with Darbaluce. Mm -hmm. And then I have uh, the Cannabis Nebbiolo, that is our uh, fresh and fruity Nebbiolo from uh, selection of grapes in Carema, but also in uh, Settimo Bittone, that is another uh, uh, village close to, to Carema, but uh, already uh, out uh, from the DOC of Carema. And then the Carema Sole Roccia, which is our, my blend of uh, different vineyards in, uh, in Carema. In some year, like 2018 and uh, probably 2022, I will produce, I am producing also a single vineyard wine from Carema. That is from uh, my first uh, vineyard that uh, I, I took in the 2015, uh, which is called the La Costa. That uh, is made uh, pressing the grapes uh, 
uh, without the stem, uh, the grape. So it's 100% uh, with stems. Uh, and uh, is another, uh, again, as another personality character compared with the Solerocha also. You know, Gianmarco, we've never met, but I'm so fascinated by your philosophy of, I would say, wine production, but also just life in general. You had just mentioned, I came at the end tail end of the discussion, and you said you have no intention of becoming a much larger wine producer. Is that correct? Yes, I want to maintain uh, um, an artisan uh, reality, you know, so um, uh, I will try to do this. Uh, of course, uh, never know in the life, because in the life you can have uh, some opportunity that uh, uh, maybe can change your mind. But uh, mm-hmm. sure. in, in this moment, uh, in this moment, my, my goal uh, is, uh, of course, to increase the production, because now... Uh, it's not enough, uh, uh, but it's not enough also uh, to invest uh, uh, or invest in the seller, invest in uh, other things. You know, here uh, we, we were talking before uh, about the Giovanni Vignagioli Caravesani, mm-hmm. and here uh, um, we uh, we are 24 wineries, and I think uh, uh, 20 of, the, of those 24 are... Uh, are just, uh, uh, you know, let me uh, surviving with this work, you know, because every 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 other one has uh, another job uh, or are working in other wineries, right. and so we need every every everybody. We need to increase the production to maintain uh, economically uh, the the wineries. No, I suppose that was my question leading to like how is it sustainable for you to make so like such small production mm-hmm. i don't know the organization of your wine company so i guess that was it you know i was kind of struggling trying to understand your business model if you will how many people work in your company uh, one <laughs> which is me <laughs> <laughs> so one, you're one. you're pretty much a one man show Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, in the, during the summer to mm-hmm. cut uh, the grass, uh, there is a person that helping me, but uh, yeah, just me. Right. Uh, I, I have uh, one hectare and a half, so it, it, I don't right. have 10 hectares. But in, uh, for example, Google and check how is made Karema. Karema is made uh, all uh, with uh, terraces. That mm-hmm. uh, the most of the terraces. I know. I are, saw uh, the pictures. I mean, it is heroic uh, viticulture, right? Ah, yeah. So you must no be pastor. super fit. <laughs> you mean, yeah. Super for informa. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we also we love wine and we love also food. Uh, and here uh, we have good food, but also quite uh, you know caloric food. <laughs> So, uh, Gianmarco, listen, I think it's, it's fascinating story. It's, it's, I think, fairly unique and hopefully a good luck to you. Hopefully we can come and visit your one man show. Yeah, we'll so. give you a little bit of advance notice, but we would yes. love to come and see you sometime. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, as I said before, I'm, I'm not just, just me, of course, in this, uh, in this way that I am alone, but, uh, there are uh, many other uh, wineries uh, mm-hmm. with uh, great in, guys that, uh, in that are making great. Yeah, Carema also Canavese. Also okay, Canavese. I think uh, there is a big, a great future for this area also because this guy at the moment doesn't have experience, but year by year are improving uh, the quality of the wines, uh, the, the quality of also of the communication. And so uh, it's a kind of uh, white paper, and we are uh, writing uh, now. No, we're writing now our uh, our story, and this is very very stimulating for uh, every of us. No, and the label on your wine, that gentleman, who is that? The yeah, illustration uh, of the man on your label uh, with the hat. Is Mario, Sol- Mario Soldati. Ah, okay, it's Mario, Mario Soldati. Soldati. Yeah. You know, oh, okay. okay, so you so, dedicated this wine to him. See, yes, this uh, in this portrait, uh, uh, he reminds also a lot of my my father. Um, okay. So my father, my father, uh, dead in 2015, 
that was uh, one of uh, my first vintage. Mm-hmm. And so this combination of, uh, of things uh, and the Mario Soldati also, because Mario Soldati was very, um, very in love with uh, Karema. Mm-hmm. Karema. And so this combination of, uh, of, that, of things uh, this bring me to the side to, to, uh, to use this uh, cooperator that is made uh, by an uh, Torino artist uh, called uh, uh, Francesco Tabusso. Yeah, so I just want to invite all of our listeners to check out also your Instagram. It's very skinny, but it's uh, Montemaletto Carema, underscore Carema. And Michaela Morris, who is also our Italian wine expert from Vinital International Academy, she reviewed your wines for Decanta. And we have the like very, very important wines, you know, you're, and you're squeezed in between Biondi Santi and Fonte Canale. So you're, you're a small guy, but you are quite in, in, in good company, let's say. Yes, sir. No, I'm actually very, very happy. So congratulations. And John Marco, let us know how we can help you and, you know, spread the gospel about your wine. If we can help you with that, that's what it's all about. Valentina is our Italian and wine ambassador, of course. And that's what we want to do. And thank you so much for bringing John Marco to us today. And I think that's a wrap. Laika, do you want to come on and tell us what's going on next? Okay, so next week is just going to be Wine Clubhouse on Thursday. So Thank that's you very going, much. It's going to be Russ Lorber. He will be interviewing Nicoletta Pala from Aldaria from Sardinia. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. And hope to thank you, thank you for joining us today, Gianmarco. Ciao, Valentina. Hope Ciao. to see you soon. Ciao, ragazzi. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.